Good afternoon, everybody. This is、uh, Talking Tidbits with your host and your friend Jose Garrido, and、uh, it's 3:27 in the afternoon in Miami-Dade County, beautiful South Florida, and we're going hope almost 46 days since we started with the COVID-19 stay-at-home orders. And hope everybody's doing fine, and you're keeping safe. You know, at least we've been able to talk many things with our families that we, in our busy times, we weren't able to do before. We were able, and probably didn't find the time. And it's incredible how these、uh, crises—they basically.、Um, I think、uh, sometimes you think、uh, you take life for granted. And、uh, yeah, they're talking about the new normal, and there's going to be a lot of things happening now. But I guess、uh, once everything is said and done, you know, we'll 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 survive, we'll succeed. America will.、Uh, it's always succeeded, you know, in various crises. But hope everybody is good, and we got some good news happening.、Uh, you know, the Miami Dade. Basically, not over the hill yet on the COVID-19, but hospital、uh, registrations are leveling off, and less people are going to the hospital. In fact,、uh, right now, even though it's quite a bit in the state of Florida, 650 to 700 each day, but at least、uh, we could probably say it's in a plateau, and it, hopefully, in the next、uh, couple of weeks, it'll start decreasing. And that that is important. You know, it's a lot. There's a lot of cases,、uh, but、uh, we're no means over the the hill yet. And Miami-Dade、uh, Mayor Carlos Jimenez, you know, he he has ordered the hospitals、uh, to self-report the key metrics daily. So we're watching that. And um, uh, yesterday, uh, the what they call the open areas. Opened up in Miami-Dade County, and hopefully, some of you or many of you are taking advantage of it with all the guidelines. You know, the six foot, which is important. You know, the mask, but at least we're getting、uh, the sunshine、uh, in South Florida to be able to do that. Fortunately, today we had a little cold front that's going through, and also we needed that、uh, very important, very important.、Uh, Rain factor that we've been in the dry. So um, uh, this little uh, podcast of mine, I'll be bringing in every day and talking a little bit about about everything,、uh, some dialogues and political and、uh, some tidbits, talking tidbits on anything that's you know political, arts and culture. I'll talk about sports. The community, people, anything that's happening, and、uh, and we'll post it up. I'll post it up in social media pages, and anything that any recommendations you have, I'm open for them. That's what we're here to dialogue and to talk, and it's important. You know, as we open the economy, I think we should follow through together, and that's important. It's、uh, been a long 45 days, but we will get back to work. 
but it must be done in a cohesive and safe way, which I think uh, many of us are doing it, and we have followed through. And yeah, uh, while testing is, uh, which is an important component, has been moving along while limited, uh, it is growing uh, exponentially every day. Now, uh, we must say that, you know, the federal guidelines uh, clearly state that the economy, it's, you know, we're not going to open all at once. And we know that. And that's what's been happening in various states. Uh, like here in Florida, uh, the governor spoke yesterday and he gave the all okay to open all counties in Florida Monday, right? Which is uh, the 4th, 4th of May 4th. Except, of course, Miami-Dade County, Broward, and Palm Beach. And I'm not sure if Monroe, and I would have to check that back, but at least because, you know, it's uh, these areas, the South Florida Tri-County area has been a very impacted area, and that's good. That's okay. Now, although uh, the country does not possess the required capacity and capability to rapidly test, uh, you know, diagnose and isolate COVID-19 cases, Uh, While increasing, I think, uh, the citizens, we have followed a practical and safe approach, and that's important. Now, throughout all this, uh, I believe it's, you know, it's been very positive uh, to note that the public-private partnership has been very effective, as uh, the government has worked with business leaders on key elements, ensure that the reopening doesn't cause a resurgence of the pandemic. And uh, it would certainly present dire effects on American lives and the economy as we move ahead. But uh, having said this, I believe the economy cannot reopen while putting more lives at risk. Unless, you know, government continues providing a leadership role. And we have to be proud of that. I know there are many, many opinions from both sides of the aisles, left and right, center, of how government is doing and who's doing better, but this is a time in which I think government must continue to provide a leadership role, citizens we must follow, and we must all come together regardless of what party and what position we we take. And, uh, you know, government must follow closely the process as a state, you know, they could start competing with each other, acquiring the PPEs, what they call, and uh, could it probably bring a Price inflation, maybe, could supply shortfalls or include wrongdoing in the purchasing of devices, maybe. Some, it's way to be seen, but what I say is we must act uh, carefully. And uh, as we continue forward and uh, treading these uncharted waters, uh, we must continue strengthening our, to me, it's very important, the most vulnerable communities. You know, those are they're feeling the brunt of this economic and health crisis, you know. Uh, never, you know, not much being talked about the homelessness uh, component. And that's a big issue. Uh, the mental illness component without all throughout all this, that's another big issue. And uh, and we have to ensure also that the mom and pop businesses, the small minority owned entities, which are the fabric of our economy, uh, receive the financial relief that they rightfully and rightfully 
uh, deserve. I think that's important. Also, the health institutions and the health uh, workers are frontliners serving this hard working and diverse population. Uh, they must also continue and urgently receive the required financial support to be economically feasible and helping them continue to be operational. I mean, I believe uh, Americans have proven hard and strong. We have been proven hard and strong, resilient. Our dedication and our patriotic character, we have no doubt, it's been shown. So as we continue studying the best possible process to reopen our economy effectively and responsibly, uh, we must continue working together using our country's full support and resources, and hopefully to develop an effective treatment or a vaccine. And it's been tough, you know, it's been really tough, but I thank the public-private partnership observed within America during this economic and health crisis has been truly displayed like never before. And it's a testament to this country, to the citizens and basically the constitution by which we live by. And that's, uh, I mean, I, 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 that's, that's the way I feel. And, and I think uh, we should continue, we should continue uh, uh, looking forward to uh, providing uh, us as citizens this, this, uh, this leadership. Now, you know, uh, uh, changing a little bit the course here, you know, there's a lot of uh, businesses who have been um, impacted by this uh, this crisis, specifically in the in the uh, real estate uh, industry, in the restaurant industry, which is one of the most important um, employment uh, areas in, in the United States and employment, of course, in, we're not going to be talking too much now about the employment, unemployment uh, uh, numbers now, which are skyrocketed. And um, I think while we ride these dire times, uh, people are still, you know, they're they're investing and working in the restaurant industry, you know, with takeouts and, and delivery, adapting to uh, the new systems, which is incredible, the curbside, the takeout, uh, delivery formats. And, uh, You know, the, those that are still in, in operation have had to tweak their operational expenses and projections. And I believe a vision of something much different in the horizon that was not there even some weeks, weeks, weeks ago is being created and probably further well, will be studied as the days go by. And the, the industry and many businesses will, uh, will, uh, learn from this because I mean restaurant sales uh, had softened in the last years and and always employee turnover was present but still unemployment figures were low and the uh, we I, I truly believe that the economy was riding a huge wave and now uh, today once industry gets over this crisis hump which I call them the hospitality industry and you know, the hotels and But specifically, the restaurant component, which is one of the components that, I mean, one of the areas that we use more, for, you know, for entertainment. Uh, because of the immense changes in the supply and demand chain, uh, 
lease, uh, new leases and new sales and new purchases of restaurants could be forthcoming. But again, that's a that's a way to 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 be seen. So when the pandemic crisis is finally over, and because of the changes that we probably learned today, it's probably going to make future operations maybe a bit more costly. You know, as they adapt to new systems and laid out work environments, human resources laws, etc. And and now you know they're opening up restaurants throughout the states. But I mean, you can venture and go out to say, well, it's going to be good. But 25% of the total capacity of a restaurant basically does not help you too much on the bottom line. But this is something that we have to follow. This is what we have now, and uh, this is a. Uh, What has to be, uh, what has to be uh, 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 supported in 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 a sense. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, another area is the tenants, uh, the tenant and landlord uh, talk. You know, during this crisis, you know, many renters, uh, uh, the rentals here in Miami, specifically in the Brickell area and, and uh, condominiums. Uh, Uh, I mean, we we won't know yet the level of economic disruption uh, this crisis will cost the commercial real estate market, but it could hit the areas of multifamily apartments and retail tenants significantly, uh, significantly if not already. And uh, these areas, you know, they're going to become affected by the retail closings and housing tenants losing jobs for a certain period, which. Has already surpassed almost uh, 45 to 60 days. Uh, it will create problems in rent receivables and could be leading to defaults, uh, which is important in many of the commercial leases for many of those here in Miami citizens and retailers, those who uh, rent apartments, condominiums. It uh, it is a problem and something that has to be sorted out. Um. So, uh, as data from re- you know reliable sources come in, uh, I believe uh, the retail traffic dropped more than 20%, 30% in March, which is incredible. Uh, you know, leading to job losses, which is also you know we we're not going to get too much into that. We all know what's what's going. But on the flip side, for good natures, um, Uh, municipalities, government placed uh, moratoriums on evictions and foreclosures during this time, which that was good. Also, utility and other service companies. So, uh, I mean, certain options could also be included once this is all over, or what? Or maybe they're talking about it now: rent deferrals for a period of time, rent forgiveness. You know, and uh, this has helped many people who have lost their jobs. And uh, there's a lot to be yet to be seen, and a lot that we're going to learn, and a lot of things happening uh, will be happening between tenants and landlords. If even if it's a condominiums, apartments, retail offices, what have you, okay? It is an uncertain time for for the industry. It is. I mean, and all will be carefully studied. I mean, tenants could probably come forward with unwarranted relief. One that is not due to the ordeal. But I believe uh, this is a time when working together, the landlord and the tenant, 
and that's without delay we could mutually place systems in, in a place to assist them in identifying where the needs and problems are and how to provide the resources uh, to come to a mutual understanding of their current current differences so uh, so that's important I mean it, it, it you know it's it's not only when the economic upward turn turns uh, upward uh, uh, goes uh, in a positive mode and when it takes place because it is going to happen America would get back uh, but also uh, it's important how everybody will come to meet their previous agreements and as their revenue rises and businesses are once again opening hopefully sooner than later everything I think will balance out and that's uh that's a uh, very very important so um Having said this, you know, there there were a lot of uh, going into the art scene and the entertainment scene. Uh, there are a lot of uh, cultural events, art events. Uh, the music industry has has taken a, a big toll for those uh, what they call the uh, gig workers, you know, the musicians, which is an is a part which I support quite a bit, the music industry and the theater. And um, these are people which are basically, uh, I would say, uh, uh, independent contractors. Okay, and uh, these is an area. This is an area where um, probably it's going to take a little bit more time to get back because basically they perform in in bars and clubs and nightclubs and uh, restaurants, theaters, and this is an area which I believe. My humble opinion: It's going to take some time for, for it to uh, get back into rhythm, which is important. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, the COVID uh, has uh, has a um, given given us a lot of learning opportunities, but uh, we have to go uh, day by day. And 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 you know, I without bringing it up, but. I don't want to scare anybody, but you know we're close to the hurricane season. Hopefully, we won't get anything real, real soon. But it's South Florida, and hopefully, uh, you know they are the econo- the economy uh, performs at a rate where people uh, it's better for people. People have gone back to their jobs because uh, we're we're going to be going into I wouldn't say a crisis, but we are going into an area uh, time. Uh, after June 1st, which is very predominant here in South Florida, and uh, for those that have not uh, been to their uh, to their uh, files or you know, and and their homes, start search, uh, reaching out for your insurance papers and have everything ready. And this is an a- another area with government. I think it's going to be looking at very shortly. And uh, because of the hurricane season, and we're not going to get too much into it, but um, but it's in it's 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 important that uh, that we're prepared also for this, and uh, uh, and hopefully we can be ready ready for it. Hey, um, it's very nice. Uh, haven't been able to give my you know my humble opinions here, and uh, remember is. Um, It's uh, talking tidbits, and I'll be talking periodically about anything and everything, 
and I'd like to hear from you guys. Um, I'll be posting on uh, my Facebook uh, Facebook page, uh, talking tidbits, and uh, hopefully um, uh, I I can get some opinions which are very important to me to know how you feel. This is a dialogue uh, podcast. It's an opinion opinion podcast, and it's open for many and varied opinions for everybody from my friends. And this is our first episode of uh, April 30th, uh, 2020. And I'll be talking a little bit about, you know, a little bit about politics, what's happening in Miami-Dade County. What's, uh, we got elections coming up uh, shortly in November, August, primaries uh, on the... Uh, mayoral races and commission races and presidential races and it's important to stay informed and be informed and uh, stay involved which is those are the three main parts of being a, a citizens of this beautiful community of South Florida I'll be talking also a little bit about uh, one of my favorite uh, pastimes which is the arts and the culture and and the theater and music. There's so much to do in Miami once we get back sports. And Miami, it's a wonderful place in which we live. And uh, I believe, you know, after everything is said and done, we will get back to all these beautiful places that we enjoy so much, the beach and, and the waters and, and the sun and the arts and, uh, you know, even the politics, you know, talk about politics, which, uh, Talk about the people, you know, uh, everything that's happening in our little neighborhood and in our community of South Florida. So uh, without further ado, and having said that, hey, I wish everybody a safe and wonderful uh, Thursday afternoon and what's left of the week. And hopefully next week uh, it'll be better. It is getting better. I believe, you know, COVID-19, basically it has taken us to another challenging level but it has also made us more resilient which we were but has made it more more resilient and uh we will we are ready and we will be ready now from anything worse that could happen i don't see anything worse but uh we are americans and uh, we we love our country and we love our community and that's what we do we respect everything that Uh, the constitution of this beautiful country lives by. So, um, hope again, uh, everybody has a wonderful afternoon, wonderful evening. Uh, stay in touch. We'll be together. And until then, I, I'll be seeing you again. And, and uh, remember, I'll post this uh, podcast on, on Talking Titbits and, uh, from uh, beautiful South Florida, Miami. And... Uh, Uh, this is uh, Jose Garrido saying to you, I'll, you know, there's nothing more than dialogue and it's important and uh, and we'll see you soon. So uh, until then, this is Talking Titbits and uh, goodbye. Have a good afternoon.